I'm typing up those new picks right now. I'm a bit disappointed Matt's not on. And we are live. Hello, we are Pixel Pints, and because it is New Year's Eve, um, it's a time of reflection. And I'm reflecting on three things that I've learned this week. One, who Andrew Tate actually is. Um, two, if you describe yourself as the most famous person in the world, you're probably not. And three, if you're trying to convince prosecutors in Romania that you're not actually in Romania, it's probably not a smart thing to do to post yourself on social media with a picture of Romanian-only pizza company uh, eating the pizza out of the box. So that's my three reflections for the entirety of 2022, um, thanks to one random misogynistic numpty. We are Pixel Pints. We are the only global podcast that talks about two things that we enjoy, which is good beer and video games. We're not here to promote drinking or Andrew Tate because he's a twat. Um, that's just tank the YouTube algorithm, but I don't I don't really care. Um, uh, please drink responsibly, particularly on New Year's Eve. Um, if you're going out drinking, don't drive. If you're getting high, don't drive. Um, Matt, that was especially for you because it's still illegal in the UK. Uh, whereas Nevada, yeah, you can blaze up and shoot your gun in the air. Oh, no, you can't do that one. Um, and you shouldn't either. Yeah, unlawful discharge of a firearm. That's still a crime. Um, I've completely tanked the intro now. <laughs> I was too busy thinking about what Matt can do what on his social media. What social media follow us on here? <laughs> oh, what? On the, on the Twitter account that I just sent out a tweet from, do you mean pixel underscore pints on Twitter and on Instagram at pixel pints pod? And you can watch most of our episodes archived on our YouTube channel, youtube.com and search for pixel pints. And we will be everywhere. We are also everywhere on all of your audio pod catchers. Uh, Swanland, nice seeing you in the chat. I was expecting you face to face, but I've been informed that we um, aren't ready for how handsome you are to be on the show you'll just make us all sad uh michael long time no see how's things with you all uh, good are... oh which i'm mic? uh you're mikey <laughs> he's michael okay fair enough fair enough I yeah think. i'm uh still very much Christmassy. uh as you can see yeah all good nice to see you all again <clears throat> mikey how are you uh very tired because of uh this are, my family's too loving, too big, and too far apart. So we've had multiple different things that we've had to do for Christmas, and we still actually have one gift exchange left, and that's actually on New Year's Day. So I'm not done the marathon yet, but uh, but it's been very been very nice this whole time. Good, Mitch. How are things in LA? Not good. That's time off equals lots of games to play. <laughs> so <laughs> been playing the shit so out of video games. <laughs> You've been, you've come around to the cult of Elden Ring Sting. We'll talk about it. And uh, Liam, 
Um, nice to see you. Do you have anything you would like to say to Michael? Michael or, or Mikey? Which one? Well, you can probably the one who cursed you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, well, to be honest, I think you went pretty easy on me. So, so uh, don't worry, Michael. I still love you. Um, and uh, I will be looking forward to saying fantasy. No, no, no. 16 fantasy final all year next year. Especially yeah. when I announce it to be my game of the year. Mm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So that's Which will be when uh, you will curse me in return. <laughs> so I don't know. I've seen I've, I've seen the pics. I'm not so sure. It, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying um, there's a very good chance that a certain Grand Theft Auto game is released the year after. Uh, you wouldn't want to be saying, uh, was it six auto theft grand? Oh, year. wow. <laughs> now. <laughs> or Kingdom Tears of Legend Zelda the. <laughs> Oh, that, that was cool. <laughs> right. Shall we quickly get How on you, to Keith? beer talk? Oh, me. Uh, I've yeah, gone back from a few days away uh, visiting the family. I got some. I got some nice swag for for Christmas. I got some geek stuff. Um, I'm, don't underestimate the power of nostalgia because um, I got um, some Transformers for Christmas, which are cool as fuck. Mitch, you'll appreciate this. I know I saw that. I was like, I I do like uh, the author. I'm a good. I'm a fan of his podcast. Anyone listening? That was the the hardback copy of Playmakers um, by Mike Florio, who um, is a NFL uh, writer and owns the website Pro Football Talk. Analyst and um, former lawyer, so he he goes really nice into legality shit, which is really an interesting take. Okay, Mikey has sent his picks over, so hopefully, Mitch, you'll get those in a second as well. I did get them. And let's go back to video chat for me so I can see what's going on. And, um, yeah, I've been all right. I've watched a couple of good movies. I watched a couple of shit ones as well. Biostarter with Zac Efron. Awful. Zac Efron can't act. And also the, the effects in it were pretty bad. The story's pretty bad, and the wider acting was pretty bad. So overall, it was great. Um, if if you were to take, I don't know, say a Sonic the Hedgehog fan view of, here's a piece of shit, you've got to say it's great. Uh, why don't you not get those with movies? It's a bit odd. Anyway, shall we do beer talk? Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to do Swan. I'm trying to do um, my cues adjustment picks at the same time and i missed my cue well, that's because we'll be doing beer talk for a little while i suppose there you go all right go for so, it so uh as a quick um you know like someone see a like a five pound thing in a supermarket and think oh so my wife picked these up for me so stormtrooper galactic pale ale with a stormtrooper beer glass um, and on the box, it said, set course for hyper taste. <laughs> um, so that's why I wanted to see Matt, if Matt was on, because I know he'd appreciate the Galactic Pilot. And he also asked, um, uh, he'd be interested to know what it tastes like. Um, from Phantom Brewing Company. Yes, it's New Year's Eve and I'm starting early. 
Um, I have Frico, which you've really got to... I'll post this on Instagram because the can art is absolutely brilliant. It's an evil slice of square pizza or a whole square pizza. Um, and that but is, that's... But it's evil. Um, and that is also a pale ale. And from the Park Brewery, which is literally just down the road from where I am, um, I have an American brown ale. Now, I've had lots of brown ales. I've never had an American brown ale. So I'm looking forward to trying that one. And I should probably have start off with the Stormtrooper so that when Matt listens to this back or watches, I don't know. Um, that was some good. That was some good poor audio. Thank you. I would. That's. I'm. I'm, I'm trying that with the ASMR. I felt the froth. I heard the head. <laughs> okay, that's phrasing. Okay, <laughs> it's it starts off. It's it's really hoppy on the nose. Slightly biscuity, not very much malt at all. But then you taste it, and it doesn't really taste very much. It's, it's better on the nose than it is on the palate. Easily drinkable, though. And it is from Spacecraft Beer. Um, and it's 4.8% ABV, so not particularly strong. Um, I, I'd, I'd enjoy a couple of those easily. Um, I also particularly like... The bottle cap. Mm, yeah, that's nice. But that's it from me. I do Does not, anyone else? I do not have anything. So, Here. not even uh, Alani. Oh, I have an Alani, but that's just because it's in the morning. <laughs> but that's nothing new. Come on now. Go, go ahead, Mike. Uh, um, because I felt I was getting close to uh, credits in God of War Ragnarok, I got myself a six pack. Of an Einstock uh, Baltic es Icelandic Porter. And these have been fantastic. Um, I was drinking, I did actually roll credits on the game last night. Nice. Uh, to three of these. Congratulations. And... So you weren't so close <laughs> to the so credits. What? So you weren't that close to the credits. I was a little bit, I was a little bit further away than I thought. Like there was a little bit, there was a little bit more fighting. And a little bit more walking and talking than I thought was left, but uh, mm. but I rolled credits and uh, uh, I think I rolled credits at about seventy four hours. Did you? Was that a hundred percenting on that roll credits or close? I, no, no, no. I'm I'm real close because I basically hundred percented the game that you could do mm -hmm. before you ended the game. Sure, so, like everything that could be done before the end of the game, I did. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so you, you you spend a lot of time. Yeah, think, so there, oh, and all you've got to do now is another twenty hours to do all the post games. No, no, stuff. no, no. He, because he did a lot of it beforehand. He only I, has probably. I did like, almost all. Probably only has the, like five hours, maybe less. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I already finished. Like while I was waiting for my uh, my wife to come back down, I finished the uh, the remnant quest. The oh, okay. uh, you know the yeah finished those and. Um, uh, I encountered a, a, a an old and familiar boss figure. Yeah, that's <laughs> was very, I love was that. very tough. I love and that I'm cut like, scene. I love that cutscene after. 
Like, but I haven't, I haven't uh, beaten this particular throwback to God of War one boss yet. Oh, you're so gonna, that, you're gonna get what... a special treat after the, at the end, buddy. That's it's really spoilers. Nice. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So no, but it's so I haven't, I haven't rolled like fade to black. You can't play the game anymore yet. Gotcha. But I'm close. You're close. Nice. Very good. Or is it like near automata, automata, where you play through a certain number of versions and it deletes your save no um, but i will, also but i will say no, the the um depending on where you play it you actually can get different um experiences um without, experiences without spoiling it you, you basically if, if you if you if you finish it before the end game you did get a different experience than you would if you did some of the missions after the end game which is interesting yeah the uh and it's also taking it slightly longer because I'm playing it on the No Mercy Jesus difficulty. Jesus Christ, you're pulling an Evan playthrough? <laughs> no, like, it, it was, it, like, it, it it challenged me. It made me, like, use the tools and the fights would last longer. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but there is, I, I found a way to, uh, after about 60 hours, I found a way to... Um, cheese some of the uh things that you needed to, like having to do the same kind of moves over and over again because you have to do them in combat for them to like rank up on your skill tree and there was a muspelheim in the muspelheim one where you have to knock them out like into the lava the mm -hmm. challenge well you just corner them and they have infinite health and you can just keep doing <laughs> the different moves that you don't normally do and so i was able to like level up the moves that I always forget to use in combat. Mm, so like the combo finishers and it's like the cool spinny like form change. To it sounds like you're playing a JRPG now. Um, <laughs> it's the only instance of it. So, Mitch, what flavor of Lani do you have for us today? This one's this one. This one is Hawaiian shaved ice. What does Hawaiian shaved ice taste like? water i suppose no it tastes like um you know like that hawaiian fruit punch i, I don't know if they sell that in the uk but there's like this no. there's this very sugary beverage that's like hawaiian fruit punch it's just giant red in your face um it tastes similar to that but better <laughs> and not as sugary um so yeah it's, Is, isn't alani sugar free yeah but like it somehow yeah. they get it to mask the match the flavor profiles, which is very interesting. Anyways, moving on, we got a shit ton of stuff to do. So, anyone else got any beverages? No, just uh, just finished my uh, Earl Grey with milk, whole milk. Yeah. Yes. You don't you don't have to drink Earl Grey just because you're in the UK. Earl Grey's freaking minging. No, I just love it. I, I simply love it. It's good. Um, if you don't like bergamot, you won't like Earl Grey, and I can't stand bergamot. Um, uh, it has uh, like it's uh, it's uh, one of the few black teas that don't really intervene with my medication at the moment. So, yeah, I'm sticking to it. Okay. Um, I didn't realize it was for health reasons that you were being prescribed uh, Earl Grey. Don't, yeah, you don't please. have to answer that. I was just <laughs> trying to move us on from the conversation about tea because there'll probably be, be people in who may or may not listen to this in America wanting to throw their laptops into, into the sea. Oh, my lordy. Well, 
Should we just get started? Uh, Mitch, are we going to do the, the awards first? Yeah, we're going to do the awards first because we got to end 2022 before we talk about 2023. So if you did not know, this is the episode of our Pixel Pints Game of the Year Awards, along with our fantasy draft for 2023. How this all worked was I asked all the people to submit me their nominees for these categories, except for two because there's two special categories hosted by myself and Mick Womble. Um, but how this is going to work. I collected your nominees. Fortunate enough, almost every single nominee fit within Rafa's graphics he provided for me that each game, each one had at least uh, at least a maximum of eight, except for one category. So I had to split one in two by accident. But anyway, um, so I have a graphic pulled up. If you don't have the stream pulled up, please pull up the stream. Um, so basically you can view it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each of the nominees. I'm not going to say who nominated what game. Um, so, uh, so basically I'm, when we go through these nominees, I'm just going to list the nominees. Um, I'm going to reveal them one by one. If you want to tell that that's your nominee, great. But just because of time, um, I'm only going to save like statements for things unless you gave me a small blurb or the game of the year. We're actually going to have you talk a little bit about it. If, if not, if you gave me a blurb, I'll just read your blurb because it'll be easier that way. Um, but anyway, going to go through the nominees. We'll talk about them. We'll all vote. We're the jury. We decide which one wins. And then I have a little pixel pint mug that goes on that specific award so all right so the first category oh and here we go biggest surprise oh i got a crap having an official pixel pints baby well, we don't <laughs> see it anymore because we got the graphic up so the first nominee is immortality the second nominee is marvel snap the third nominee is Inscription. The fourth nominee is Vampire Survivors. Oh, yeah, this category, we had eight nominees. Um, if there was more than if there's the same nominee, obviously, I didn't put it twice. I just put it once. Um, next nominee, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The next one, F Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Reunion. Uh, here, here you're going to get to fun ones, Keith, for you. Uh Okay. I'm pulling a raised eyebrow face now. Why did Elden Ring do so well? Uh, or basically how the success of Elden Ring. The other biggest surprise was Xbox suing the FTC. <laughs> um, so these are our nominees. <laughs> what do you guys think? My last one's off. <laughs> Well, th mm. Yeah, the last one is a bit odd because I think that was going to always be on the cards as soon as the FTC said that they were going to look into the, the acquisition because it's a bunch of old people who don't understand yes. their, the laws in which they're trying to enforce. True. It, it was more of a surprise for me that you know it was happening, which meant that I was going to have to part with this in the news cycle for the next six months, <laughs> which is you know depressing I, and mm. annoying. Stuff related to Microsoft, I almost put in my should be been cat <laughs> nomination because <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> no, there's something else that I nominated that oh, I'm worry. way more don't sick worry. about hearing than that. They, they, get, um, they get some interesting nominees later on. Uh, All right. Um, I'm, I'm, can I guess who picked what? Um, sure. You do it quickly because just because of time. You have uh, so Marvel, Marvel Snap was you, Mitch. I didn't nominate, remember. 
Oh, cool. I, so I, some, I never nominated yeah. any category. I'm, some crazy bastard nominated Marvel Snap. Um, <laughs> inscription was obviously Evan. Yes, <laughs> Inscription was definitely um, Evan. Vampire Survivors, I take it, was Matt along with me. Um, Matt? If Matt didn't vote for this, I'm I'm never he, speaking to him again, it was except his, for the next time I speak to him. biggest surprise. Good. Okay. Uh, Matt, you're off the hook. About this novel snap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liam, did you do Elden Ring? No, no, I didn't. Okay, that's he's, on, he's, on, he's on the stream. Um, I mean, I, I guess it is surprising how much money it made, but but yeah, I I, I was surprised at I was surprised at how like a game I felt was niche and loud, like, and I was part of the yeah. niche loud cr crowd of it suddenly became a 17 and a half million seller. Like, like that to me was bonkers. And I'm like, like with the, I, with hope, the... I hope most of you liked it. Like, I really hope you did. I know a lot of you probably didn't, but you got caught I, up. I hope in, they didn't. In the... um, I, I hope they didn't. I, I, I feel jaded. I, I want it to be my niche thing, but I can you know, <laughs> read around. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for the record, uh, Keith, <laughs> Uh, the one that said Xbox suing the FTC, that was Swanland. Mm. He, yep. he he let me know that I can share which one he did. Um, all right, time, um, time to vote. We only have so much time. This is, this is going to be crazy, but I'm going to go with Elden Ring making bank. Okay. And I know which one you voted for. You can't vote for your own. <laughs> mm. Michael? Uh, I, I think I'm going with the Elden Ring one as well, um, because it's 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 surprising how it broke into uh, new audiences that wouldn't normally pick up. I'll, I'll have to admit, like I'm ten percent willing to try this game at some point. Um, I'm actually going to vote for that one as well. <laughs> that that says a lot. That. It kind of makes me Mike, curious. I mean, it's yours. It's yours. I know you can't vote yeah. for it, but we yeah. in your in your hearts of hearts, you won. <laughs> the uh, well, and but I will say that I was kind of close to how popular the reverse bullet hell mm -hmm. um, games became this year. So, Vampire Survivor, Brotato, um, Soulstone Survivors, or whatever. Some of them with, the, I to be honest, of the uh, the whole genre, I like Brotato the best. <laughs> I think it. I think it's great, but um. It's more, it's just a fun little game. But that was very surprising to be a an immersion of a new genre when we thought all genres had revealed themselves so far. And then Liam, what's your vote? Even though it doesn't matter, <laughs> the same, the same. Okay. All right. So, congratulations! Biggest surprise goes to the success of Elden Ring. You get your little pixel pint. I forgot to get a cl uh, clap for a uh, sound effect, but. You can just do it. Congratulations. I'll, I'll be happy. This might be all I get for Elden Ring in this award show. So. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Next award. There are eight nominees for Biggest Disappointment. Some of these were really fun. I really, I really like these awards. Good job, guys. First nominee, Horizon Forbidden West. Next one, The Callisto Protocol. Uh, that's 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 a big one. TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Oh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, sports story. Oh, nice. 
a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, hold on, I need to pull up this person's actual words so I get this correct because I don't want to mess up how they said it. Um, quote, uh, what is it? Uh, quote, uh, does this need to be a game or can it be Xbox totally failing at delivering on the games front? Uh, um, it's, that's, a, yes, it can that's be. an opinion. That's, a, that's an objective opinion. Sorry, subjective opinion. Eh, still counts. Um, but they're also they're all subjective opinions. Yeah, so that's, mean, that's, yeah. what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. It fits the bill. They they yeah. think that the uh, they didn't deliver games. Price hikes. Um, I, I know you said I know this person. They're on the stream. I know they said hardware. I just included Microsoft because they also increased their prices on their games too, starting in 2023. So, um, yeah. and then. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. These are your nominees for best disappointing, a biggest disappointment. Right. Um, I if I can't if I can't vote for my own pick, I'm going to go with um, prices of games being increased to seventy dollars, seventy UK pounds. Okay. Michael? Mm. Uh, I would go for... But I'm not. I would go for uh, the new Pokemon game, but then again, I'm not really playing those because they don't ever look good or interesting Out or appealing, so... I respect it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll go with... Microsoft not yet having like a a good iconic lineup of games on its name to <clears throat> make you uh, to validate your your decision of going with their hardware you know because at the end of the day that's what it's about like you do have games with game pass and everything that's a good deal but there's not much to get attached when it comes to their brand other than them throwing money at a wall continuously, like like Amazon did with their online Everything, store, for sure. And, um, I'm gonna yeah, go. oh. you know, so that's like that's that's what I see Microsoft right now. They are trying to generate goodwill with their infinite um, infinite amounts of cash, and that's that doesn't have like too much personality all in all. So that's that's disappointing disappointing for me. So I'm I'm going with that. Ah, maybe doing, maybe next year. They've been doing it so long. I'm so desensitized to it. It doesn't even it doesn't even worth it giving it an award for that because it's yeah. It I guess I guess five years. So I'm gonna give. I guess 2022 was the last year. I pointed with you going with your game plan exactly as before for five years. Ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. I was really disappointed in that game. I was very excited for this game. I didn't even finish it. Um, I did go back and like watch all the story beats and watch a playthrough because I just was like, I do want it. I'm curious on what happens. And I was even more disappointed when I got near the end of the story, though. Some of the, some of the context of the story is pretty good. The dialogue is just so bad. No offense. And it's like, it's not, is it buggy? it's not buggy. It's, it's, it's a clean made game. I just think it's written badly, unfortunately. And I also think, um, 
I, I was not a fan of the direction they went. It's just not my cup of tea. And then they didn't evolve the gameplay enough for me. It was too much. It is way so sim, so similar with the stealth and the stealth mechanics. is not even that excellent to like work. So um, I just go a Plague Tale Requiem for myself. Uh, Liam, I'll change up the order when we do the next award. I just realized that. I don't want to do the same people straight in award. Um, I mean, I, I have to go for um, something that got brought to my attention pretty recently uh, by Michael, <laughs> which is the whole fiasco with Sports Story. Yeah, I man. mean, I, I think it's pretty tragic that a game studio mm. that just totally like took off a few years ago has released a, what what basically is a complete and utter broken piece of garbage, you know. And uh, I, I haven't really heard anybody talking about it other than you, Michael. Um, yeah, like it's it's a very niche thing. Like I'm, I, and you've seen me. Like I, whenever it came up, I was always retweeting people saying good stuff about Gold Story. I was also suggesting uh, it to people like that just had uh, just that just had bought the Switch because like it's an exclusive, and while it's a really small game, you have to play it because it's there's nothing else like it. And um, yeah, like I. I because in the same time, I, I don't want to be a douchebag. Like th- these things, like you know, maybe maybe it was a bit rushed. Maybe there was there were some development hell uh, scenario uh, going on because it took quite a long time for it to launch. You know, and um, and this one was uh, Sports Story was self published as far as I like because I wanted to look into it. The first game was published by someone else, and maybe I don't know. Maybe while making Sports Story, they ran out of money, and I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get patched and uh, uh, generate a better opinion. Like it, it was really, really frustrating for me because even like there, there are some, there are some problems in it that weren't in the first game, and you wonder how they could mess those up. Like even the foundation that's present from the first game is broken, and then the addition of the new features, those don't really feel good either. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, it, but you should buy the game time. anyway to, to support the devs. Otherwise, you hate games and hate game developers. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael. I'm Mikey. But yeah. What do you got? Quite tragic. Um, for me, probably the most disappointing, at least game wise, uh, even though I didn't play it, was Callista Protocol because there was a couple of streamers that I uh, really liked that they were so hyped to play it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great. A great watch because like i'm not going to play the game but they love like they're going to love that game and they just were disappointed and it was like a slog and so like i'd tune in and be like all right i'm done <laughs> like it wasn't interesting and it just seemed the same the whole time and from what people were expecting with you know like there's dismemberment but there's not strategic dismemberment there's not and it's way more of a almost a what, what was the the surge or like kind of it was such melee focused um it's just there's a lot of really pretty things and there's a lot of really pretty disturbing things in it but um it's very linear and it feels like a slog and it feels like things don't change much and you don't get you don't get to see anything interesting in the game i heard steph sterling talking about it and she was saying that there's three jump scares in the whole game and they just reuse the same jump scare over and over and over again. Ah, the Doom 3 approach. Yeah, so 
I, I did forget. Sorry, I did forget. Uh, Berkoff did nominate Pokemon. I forgot he gave me statements for every single one of his things. He nominated Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, he said Pokemon is a Nintendo game. The fact that they are any serious about game breaking bugs is an incredible disappointment. Um, but now because we all picked different nominees, I have now changed the pool and is only the five games we selected. Now you must vote for a game that you did not just vote for to pick okay. the winner. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, and then we'll just do it really quickly on this, on this part. Um, I'm going to go Xbox, not, oh, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll go price hike. That's ridiculous. I'm sticking with price hike. You can't, you have to change. You can't do the same one you voted. Well, in for. which case I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to live with Michael in his pit of despair, um, about the state of sport, sports story. Um, uh, Liam, go ahead, Michael. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I, I guess I'd go with um, Price Hike. Okay, uh, Michael. Um, I'll I'll go with uh, the Callisto Protocol. Uh, that that sounds like a mess as well. Uh, Mikey. Um, I and baby. Well, the, now there are two things blocking me. Like, if I was the original nomineer, nominist, uh, or if I voted for it last time. So I have to pick a third thing? Uh, don't worry if you nominated for it. Uh, then the uh, price hikes across hardware and sale and software. Okay. That's is what I vote for. So congratulations. Thank God for that. Congratulations to the price hike of software and game hardware yay for biggest disappointment of 2022 next one this one has seven nominees because you all voted for similar ones most indifferent mm. to um the first nominee for that one is playstation studios Call of Duty Warzone 2. The acquisition of Microsoft Blizzard King. You all forgot to add King to your nominee. How dare you do such a thing? Oh. Um, and even oh, Keith, I was disappointed in you. You didn't add King to yours either, and I expect punctuality. Uh, I didn't put that in. Oh, no, no, sorry, on your other one. Your your other. Oh, okay. One. Yeah, your other one. You didn't put it though. Um, Vampire Survivors. Uh, Xbox games in general. Multiversi, multiversi, multiversus. And A Plague Tale Requiem. Um, now for the <clears throat> statement, Berkoff nominated PlayStation Studios. Horizon Forbidden West and God of War rep represents a style of game that I'm not really interested in playing anymore. I'm indifferent and uninterested in, p in, in them partly because it's is a ridiculous expectation for everyone who is a quote-unquote gamer to be in love with Sony's first party, but just keep making essentially the same third-person action 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 game over and over. And therefore, I can I care any I don't care any longer. Uh, the same argument could be made for Ubisoft. So basically, yeah. he's are, we to, are we allowed to rebut? No, no, um, okay. we don't have time. And, well, one. <laughs> We have, uh, we have an awards and a draft. <laughs> Fair enough. So what? Um, I don't know if 
Mitch has got a bit meta, but my my vote was for the metaverse. Oh, metaverse. Oh, I'm so sorry. No. Oh, okay. So I just, oh, okay. I, the thing that I am most indifferent to is any, any talk about the metaverse or metaverses or metaverse i oh my whatever. gosh i'm sorry i thought you meant multiverses and you were making a joke i'm so sorry no. whatever whatever plural you want to use the metaverse is a stupid idea make it go away please we'll just consider it also multiverses <laughs> and on on that note i'll be right back uh liam what is your vote um, well, that, that changes things somewhat because I kind of agree with that. So I'm going to vote for the metaverse because I'm sick of hearing about it as well. And in, in the terms that like Mark Zuckerberg described the metaverse, the metaverse has been around for fucking years. Right. Sorry it's about called the internet. Which, um, <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's just really annoying. I hope, I, hope, I hope Mark Zuckerberg himself is watching this and severely disappointed. And then I hope his company crashes. But... <laughs> that's about it. Uh, Mikey. Uh, to be honest, uh, yeah, I, I would, as as much investment I have in VR stuff in general, um, I kickstarted the Rift, crying out loud. Uh, I oh, am wow. indifferent. Uh, I am indifferent to a lot of the current applications of VR, and especially with it being tied into um tied into all these different meta and other things like that like i am i'm glad not for the people who lost their jobs but i'm glad zuckerberg at least has said yeah i screwed up and cut 11,000 people or 11,000 jobs or whatever and my son not meta but really hit himself in the head on a flashlight oh jeez oh sorry buddy um, so yeah, I my vote is for the metaverse and all things metaverse. I okay, I'm and I'm also so sorry, Rafa. I I knew I should have wrote these down and I tried to memorize which ones to try to like go and actually say the correct statement for. Uh, yours, uh, I'm sorry, the Xbox one is not just it's games; it's Xbox effort to stay relevant aside from Game Pass. Yeah, those. My apologies, I screwed that up. Um, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah, go uh, ahead thanks and give for your selection too. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'll go with Warzone too. Like, I, I don't, I, I just, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, uh, and but Keith... you know that sounds like that, that sounds like indifferent. Uh, yes, basically. Uh, Keith, I'm sorry. For the record, I screwed up on uh, Rafa's. Rafa's is Xbox's efforts to stay relevant aside from Game Pass. That is his actual nominee. Um, I, I, I have it written. I just forgot to grab it really quick. Um, I'm going to go with Rafa as well with the Warzone 2 because it is the same damn thing. It is. Yeah. That, was, that was also mine. It is. I, yeah, yeah I'll vote, actually, I'll vote for I, Warzone 2. I will let you all know. Multiple people nominated that category. That was one that got multiple. The only one that got... Has, has any? Have most of those people who have nominated it never played it? Um, but I that's probably why they're indifferent to it. Evan was the other nominee for that one. Oh, Grumble. Uh, Grumble, <laughs> I, did, I did try with my, my brother-in-law, and it's not bad. Oh, it's not like, bad. It is not... A, 
no, it, no, it's not. It's not a bad thing, and I could see how it's, it'd be fun. But to me, that's uh, I've become indifferent to the Royale type games in general. Um, it, even like, Persona Five. Yeah, even, yeah. even Persona Five, like because that one I specifically never played because I saw like time to beat, ninety five hours, and I'm like, no, if you're Liam. Play- <laughs> Usually it's more than that. And, and then, well, uh, no, it's it's like, and then anyway, because I was like, like I play about five or six other really good games, or I could play Persona Five, and so I made the choice to play, just with the time investment I had. But for Warzone, um, and this will this came up in my like my glib nominations for most disappointing and stuff like that. My glib nomination was how much time I spent playing Destiny Two and coming back to single player games like God of War and other things like that kind of made me indifferent to the live service game in general. Mm-hmm. And to me, I felt the biggest defenders were like Warzone, Fortnite, um, Destiny 2 and stuff like that, that just have something to do every day, which is not a bad thing. But for me, I'm like, I already have a job. I already have kids. I already <laughs> have a full-time hobby. I need something that is different than a, than a checklist. And mm-hmm. so... Yes, I will uh, agree. Well, I will also yeah. say the uh, Xbox and Activision Blizzard was also the other most um, multi-nominated one in this category. You, you, you fucking Sony ponies on this show. Get the fuck off. Um, just go, go, and start, go and start your own podcast that's just about Sony and you licking they their said pony ass. To you. It means they don't care. Keith, it means they exactly. they're not Sony ponies. I, I, the Sony, Sony ponies Sony care. <laughs> Congratulations to my uh, sorry, just just a few seconds uh, to quickly add to my train of thought on how I chose uh, Warzone is that all the other nominees have the potential, be it good or bad, to cause some ripples, and that interests me. Like even if I probably never play Vampire Survivors, it's nice to see how everyone is talking about it and how it like went all these all these parts of the internet and uh generated so much attention while when you look at warzone is like it's the same as warzone one and it's just it's in closed bubble it's not like it's trying to expand and like, at least from from my point of view which th- that makes me indifferent i'm i'm it doesn't catch my attention in any way shape millions or form upon millions of people disagree and yeah i know but no, uh, and i'm saying they are wrong a lot of people who no no a lot of people who play warzone and other stuff like that because it's huge it's huge they they're the people who would never bother even being part of the game video game podcast or something like that like my brother-in-law all the only thing he plays is call of duty it, and he plays, yeah, on, he, he plays it on an xbox, on an xbox uh, one s because he's like i've found a need to to upgrade yet because that's and unfortunately these are the same people who are being targeted for the launch of the metaverse moving on to the non non yeah, congratulations I, I, I just say, say one thing as well gotta be very um, quick I, though I think, we're running out of time yeah, I, if 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 i didn't have friends that played warzone actively i think i would be in different towards it as well I, I, I do have friends who i do have friends who play it and i'm indifferent towards it <laughs> All right, moving on. Best gaming moment. Um, this is just a moment in games that we all is just like, wow, best moment. First one, 
Christopher Judge. Now this one goes with a uh, Burkoff statement. Uh, Christopher Judge eight minute speech. Uh, where is it? What what's there to say about Christopher Judge's speech? I was baffled and amazed. I think it's awesome that he accepted an award from Al Pacino. Proceeded by just taking all the time in the world. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, next one. This one had multiple nominees, so I just threw. My it wife one. actually enjoyed that speech. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I uh, I threw this one into a major category, and then I'll read everyone's little statements they did um, on this one. Uh, God of War Ragnarok had multiple uh, nominees of people saying amazing moments in the game. Um, let me just pull one at a time. The first one I can dig out the top of my head is you, Mike's Q, which was so adorable. Is that he's like the game wasn't the the thing about the game was the game wasn't like not that it's not memorable, but it is. But that the fact that his son came down and said, "Could we play dad and boy?" Da my daughter. Oh, my your daughter. daughter like, your daughter came down and it said, was squeaky down the door. Can we play dad a boy? <laughs> and oh, so, so she would she would hop on the couch behind my gaming chair and give me advice and be like, oh. Like be like and ask questions like, why you don't have hair? <laughs> why is he sleeping? Oh, there's just a little blood. Oh, a lot of blood. <laughs> no blood. <laughs> these were these were during um berserker fights oh, where Jesus she was constantly seeing the death screen. <laughs> like oh, just a little blood. Um, uh, another person nominated saying there there's a particular moment um, where I thought I was going to be attacked uh, that I was being attacked by a uh, by a, a valkyrie queen but it turned out to be a red herring that gave me a wow moment um another you get attacked by fish in the game yeah sorry these are not spoilers okay. i made sure that these are not spoilers um or adjusted them and then the final nominee in this category as well um let me just verify it making sure it's not Okay, um, the final nominee in this category was the opening fight scene of God of War Ragnarok. Just wow. Um, so those First are separate, box. but they all are in the same box um, just because I didn't have enough boxes for everyone's wow moment. Uh, next one, Horizon Forbidden West, when you turn on the lights in Vegas. Next nominee, The Child at the Game Awards. <laughs> another nominee cd project red glow up now i glow up as in terms of they got a lot of shit going on they fixed their shit and now they have new shit and now they're gonna have more shit coming that's they turned it around um real, real quick trust um was I'm, I'm guessing there's a collaboration oh uh Never, never mind. Like CD Projekt has to be involved with the anime, right? Yeah. They're not making it, but they're consulting. Gotcha. Okay. But the people never played the game that made the anime. Like they just used gotcha. off the PG Project Red's knowledge. Okay. Um, the next one, getting into the Royal Capital in Elden Ring. And you, you'd be nice that I gave you a little image of the Royal Capital. Be grateful. Um, inscription. End of Act 3. I will start off with uh, with you, Mike's Q. What is your gaming moment? Best gaming moment. Uh, uh, I, I, to be honest, I have to, I have to go with ones that I experienced. Because there's a couple in there that sound glorious. But 
Um, I'm going to have to go. We can come back to you if you have to think. Yeah, I. Okay, sorry, Liam. Uh, I've got to be honest. Um, I don't really care about any of these. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I I'm just going to go with CD Projekt Red's Blow Up because I watched their investors call and found it very entertaining. Okay. <laughs> because of the investors getting very angry at them. McWamble. I can't vote for myself, can I? No, you cannot. Um, then I'm voting for Christopher Judge. All hail Tilk. Um, I am going to... This one's tricky. I, I disagree with the nominee of Glow Up because just because they patched a game means that all good graces are back to this company. Highly doubt um, that. So I'm going... One, one thing I would and, say about that, though, is mm. is that their roadmap for the future is a very good one. And I think just because they have a roadmap... using all of their resources in a smart way. I, I, well, it's I, like, I, you I, want mm, a bit of stability for the future, right? But... I, I, Anthem I, had a roadmap. Yeah, I'm just going to say, you can have a freaking roadmap. It means nothing if you can't I, execute. I, I, this studio has I, yet to prove... This game is... This studio has yet to... I, you're not letting me finish. No. Uh, this this yeah. studio has yet to release a non-buggy game at launch. So until they do that, I have no faith in them to execute on their platform. Like they could tell me the coolest things in the world, but I care about execution more than telling me what's going to happen. That's why I'm nervous about Microsoft um, for their first-party lineup. And I my my uh, my word's going to go to uh, the kids standing in the background at the Game Awards because what the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm gonna have. Oh, Michael! Oh. <laughs> I got. You. Don't worry, Mikey. I got you. Well, if you if you already know what you what you want to pick, you can go first. I think. Uh, I think because uh, Ragnarok has so many different moments, I can't pull out one of them because just that happening and none of the others happening wouldn't have the same impact. So I th I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, 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 nominating. Uh, Rabbi Bill Clinton. <laughs> Rabbi Bill Clinton. Maybe that should have been the name of the nominee. That nom the nominator should have been a better job of of coming up with a fancy title that I had to say. Uh, also, could someone link the uh, stream in general? Uh, it's also on Twitter. Oh, okay, thank you. Yep. Um, I think we I think we tagged you on it, um, Mike. Uh, Mike. Mike Gold. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll go with Horizon Forbidden West. That that whole section was just wow, um, really beautiful. Yeah, I mean these, some of these were very very good nominees. I mean I very much wanted to vote for you, uh, Mikey, and your your little child, but just the child up at the Game Awards can can overcome it. Therefore, congratulations to my Rabbi Bill Clinton at the Game Awards. Best gaming moment. Next one. This one had seven nominees. Most anticipated game of 2023. I'm surprised by some of your picks. Just going to say that. Hogwarts Legacy. Blasphemous 2. Liam. And that's not... So if Liam, uh -oh. Liam's reaction of hmm, to Hogwarts Legacy means that Liam didn't put it down, no, which he means did not. that he did not put it down. 
<laughs> this one was put on by by, uh, by someone else. Um, Hogwarts Legacy. That must have been done. I, I do wonder who could have done the second one. Final I Fantasy mean, 16. I've got no idea. <laughs> Lies there we go. There's Lies one. of P. Oh, that's a cool one. Starfield. This one got multiple nominations. Unannounced 2D Mario title. Which and Resident Evil 4 Remake. I know who I'm nominating. Nominating? You're uh, a nominating. Uh, no, no. No, I mean uh, voting. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Mike Skew. Go for it. Uh, because I forgot about it, would have done it myself. Liza P. Like, oh, Pinocchio born? Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, McWomble. Um, since I can't vote for Starfield, uh, I'm going to say Liza P as well. A Souls game? Souls, Souls-like. Um, this one looks like it's got more accessibility features, kind of like the Still Rising game, but it's not yeah. going to be as full of jank as Still Rising is. That, well, that's fingers crossed that it's not. That, that's actually one of the reasons why I like a lot of the um, Souls likes, like coming from completely different developers, because you get different different skill sets, and um, a lot of the times there actually will be things that can be tweaked to make it more accessible or easy or more easily playable with different things. So I always like the surprise of, oh, how do you change it? Like, do you do a good job? Do you do different things? So that's. I think and I'm just on the fact that I've being... sorry, all I was gonna say is I think I'm more excited for Lies of P not being made by From, um, than I would be if it was made by From. I mean that's probably a lie, but I have good. That's a, that's a lie. That's a lie for you. It wouldn't be a lie for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go out and straight up say I'm going with Final Fantasy 16. Liam, what? Oh, awesome. What, what's what's your uh, vote? Uh, well, I tried really hard to vote for something other than Hogwarts Legacy, but I can't do it. So Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy, <laughs> I tried. And uh, Rafa, uh, what's the second game? Uh, that one is a uh, blasphemous, blasphemous two. Blasphemous two, nominated oh, okay, by our okay. own Evan Piotrowski. <laughs> no platinum. Fraud. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with. Um... I mean, the others I'm I'm really excited for, but uh, I I'll go vote for Final Fantasy 16 because that seems to have like some massive set pieces moments. Whatever I I like that. Uh, I I love what they did with the, the really huge enemies in uh in Final Fantasy 15, and I'm okay. Curious so what I do in that this one. that means. So Mitch, I think as winner of the Game of the Game Awards, you should just arbitrarily decide. No, we can do a vote around. It's really quick. We got time. I, the, I'm looking at the time. We're good. We got an hour. We're good. Right? right? Yep. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we only have three awards left, and then the the rest go by quick. Um, so uh, pick another one. Now you can pick for the one you nominated. That's fine now. Because we went through the first round of voting. So uh, we have Hogwarts Legacy, Final Fantasy 16, and Lies of P. 
Um, I'm going to. Have you just done this on purpose so that Liam can vote for Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> no, I did not. Um, the uh, uh, of the three left that I could vote for, um, I'd have to say Final Fantasy 16 for the express purpose of, or the express reason that it's the first one that actually I'm like, I might play this. Like 13 through 15 didn't really mm -hmm. uh, appeal to me at all, um, but 16. I'm like, okay, like it feels like the era, it feels like the realization of the one, two, and three era of of Final Fantasies realized in a really big, bombastic um, open world of the what's left. I think Final Fantasy 16, I'm more excited for because I never read the uh, the Potter series growing up. McWumble. Uh, Liam, uh, would you like to? tell people what I'm going to vote for since I can't vote for Lies of Pina. Oh. Final Fantasy 16? Am I bollocks? No. Hogwarts uh, Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. Gonna, well, Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Vote for a JRPG. <laughs> Liam. Um, Final Fantasy 16. I, I, I'm, like, like I said, it's a year when Hogwarts Legacy is coming out and I'm more excited for Final Fantasy 16 because every time they show that game there's just little nuggets that I get from it that get me super excited. So I go personally yeah. Eliza P. Rapper. Uh, I'll. So I, I I can't vote the. I need to change my pick, right? Correct. You can. Yes. You if uh, you're not, you can do your nominated one now. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it's not in here, but uh, I'll go with uh, Hogwarts. Oh my lordy. Okay, so that brings it to a complete tie between Hogwarts Legacy and Final Fantasy 16. So we got to do one more round of voting. Hey, you can vote for anything you want on those Okay, I was going to say shit. There is, so now there is only two games. Now you can vote for one or the other. Um, so mine will be Final Fantasy 16. Uh, also Final Fantasy 16. And Liam will vote for Final Fantasy 16. So Final Fantasy 16 wins because there is no way I'm voting for a JRPG. Congratulations to most anticipated game of 2023. One thing that uh, one uh, uh, one nominee that did not make the list because Keith mentioned being like, I wish I could nominate, but I can't nominate, which was Spider-Man 2. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Final Fantasy 16 for most anticipated game of 2023 is and that just because the release date not announced no he couldn't he can't buy he has no money to buy a playstation so therefore he can't play it <laughs> gosh <laughs> or he, not I, no I, money I but he just said he doesn't want to put out the money for it or whatever or something like understood that. no that guy yeah, I, I, yeah. if you if you knew if you knew how much my gas and electric bills had gone up by um oh. yeah uh Time for the McWomble Award, which is the award to, which, which, um, sorry, Keith, I was going to let you know, I'll go through your three nominees and you can tell us which ones you're like runner ups and then what actually won. Um, just so you know, the way I planned it, but go ahead and it's your award. So go for it. Right. So this is the uh, McWomble Award for the shittiest game companies of 2022. Um, so our, our dishonorable mention goes to uh, PlayStation. And for the reason of... Um... Oh, no. He froze on his own award. I didn't close your own internet connection. The pressure got me, to him. Uh, he wanted him to be 
thing. Oh, one <laughs> time he needed his internet to actually work the way it should. Okay. Oh my god. What I will do is great. we will hold off on the McWomble Award. We will move on to the Mitch Award while McWomble figures He's out silent. his internet issue. Oh, that's Mitch so Womble funny. Award. You know, we, we just got a sneak, you know, best moment of the year for the podcast right at the last minute. I know. Yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah, it's great. forever engraved. <laughs> All right. So the Mitch Award, which basically is Accessibility Award. Of course, we got to mm. do one. And uh, just because it's, it's my thing. Um, so uh, the three games that I believe. Uh, oh, there he is. Up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Keith. I'm gonna do my award because we just keep rolling, keep rolling. I will come back to you, but uh, we love how you paused right when the pressure was on. <laughs> it was, it was a Kodak moment to snap into 2022, going into 2023. Anyway, the um, accessibility award. Uh, these are, um, these are the games, and I basically, I'm just gonna let you know like what, you, what was unique about each game in the regards to accessibility, solving the problems. Now, knowing that just because I only have three games on here does not mean other games did not solve problems through accessibility, um, but I just wanted to shine these three games specifically because they really did target uniquely their specific type of game and was able to tackle it in a smart way to make their game more accessible to more people out there. So the first game, obviously, is God of War Ragnarok. Now, what this game did unique in regards to the accessibility side um, was uh, they had reinvented and uh, they have adjusted what we consider presets, um, is amount of features if you're low vision, hard of hearing, um, or you have um, motor issues. Um, what ends up they did was they actually had levels of uh, accessibility that they provided for you. So if you maybe had some slight vision issues they had a, a smaller tier but then if you're someone who is almost uh, almost or completely blind they had a higher res for a preset um, they did things where you could customize a lot of the high contrast mode and uh, they tackled it very differently than other games as well um, so they did that their game is fully pl uh, is playable uh, uh, for everyone basically pretty much um, many uh, people who are blind was able to complete this game congratulations love that they got to do that had audio cues the whole shebang they had the full suite of features plus elevated in many different ways of offering customization my favorite feature though is you could turn on a feature to allow you to have uh to basically checkpoint a boss which is if you die and you come back you can have full health and if you got them down to over halfway they just they start off with halfway of health i think that is an ingenious feature for everyone to use that everyone would use and i wish i had it in every game i played so congratulations god we ragnarok for your nominee next one that, that that feature was not available on the uh no mercy I... difficulty setting <laughs> uh true but yeah it was, it was it was there for people that needed it for sure uh, the next one, the quarry. This one was ingenious. This one, they allowed multiple features, including you didn't even have to play the game. You could just watch the game if you really wanted to. Um, they also did things of slowing down the the time that it takes to be able to do button inputs um, for those quick time sequences, so that if a player felt like they didn't want to fail, they could they don't have to worry about failing. They wouldn't fail. Um, they had so many features that addressed their game that I'm just I'm really really proud of this game that basically. It allowed for a lot of people to play. Also, got a war shout out to the large text, huge text, great text sizing, huge issue in games 
all game developers should have text font at least at 24p um, as the standard. Final The word. font in Chorus is atrocious. It's tiny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 24-point font needs to be the standard across the board on just your regular font for every single game you play. That's just, that's the smallest you should have because of how big of our screens that we have today. Game developers still do 12-point font. That's ridiculous. It is too damn small. Elden Ring, I'm looking at you. You have freaking too small a font and I can't change it. That's ridiculous. It is 2023. I mean, 2022 going into 2023. Wake up. Um, yeah, Evan, Evan addressed that, uh, that especially with kanji characters, it's even worse. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Imagine. People want to be able to read because I like subtitles because I like to read what I missed because sometimes I can't fully understand what someone is saying and I can't sometimes process everything someone is saying unless I'm able to read it. And so give me text I can read, please. Thank you. And in you Ragnarok, know, um, you, Mitch, you, can, um, you can turn off the... Uh, who is speaking? Yes. If you don't want to be spoiled, yep. of who is speaking in Ragnarok, I'm like, I was like, oh, there's a breadth of options here. There's a lot of good options there. For sure. Um, I just say like one thing I really like uh, that was shown the Five Royal does is if you hold down the thumbstick, it just brings up um all of the subtitles that have previously come. So if you've mm, missed something, I like oh, that. Yeah, it's I really wish. handy. I, I wish more yeah. games. Yeah. I wish more games did that too, uh, hands down. GTA 5 and GTA Online do that. Like, some, you, you get so many uh, text messages and information, you can go back in the menu and see, like, all the notifications and everything. That's really great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with all the streaming push and everything, especially now with the Steam Deck and the other smaller devices, developers should take into account giving options to uh, change the scale of the UI. Because uh, the it makes certain games unplayable on a on a much smaller screen. For sure. Slight yeah. shout out to slight shout out to Grounded for their accessibility options. Um, so you're like, afraid of spiders as well. I am, I am not, but, but but the ability to adjust what you're comfortable with for like the spiders and stuff because some of those can be terrifying uh, looking, and I was just like, oh, that's a really cool like you could reduce them down to a ball like a ball or like a geometric object basically like all right i have no fear of you yeah there was a there was another game that um laura k dale was talking about who did the, who was so proud of the fact that they had giant arachnids in their game but you had the ability to turn them into geometric objects for people who had arachnophobia they but in the trailer they were so proud of the fact that they forgot to put a disclaimer on at the beginning and then showed this giant spider and then morph into this little geometric shape. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. And the final... Sorry, Mitch, we're stepping on your award. It's okay. Uh, final final nominee was, of course, The Last of Us Part 1. Disclaimer. I am credited on this project. I'm not doing it because of that. I'm doing it because it is one of the hallmarks in accessibility. Um, a couple things they it, the, the game innovated on was speak vibrations, um, haptics. So basically the audio would play through your controller um, to match the vibrations of someone speaking, um, of the person actually speaking, because the actual speech audio vibrates through the controller, which then mimics speech. Um, which, interesting enough, especially for people who are hard of hearing or maybe lost their hearing, um, we've gotten multiple messages of people, like messaging of uh, on Twitter, just being like, you know, like, 
I get to hear, I get to kind of like hear, like I put my hand on someone's uh, chest and I get to feel their vibrations. It feels like that. And that's, that just brings back memories of like when I was able to hear at that time, um, new experiences like that. Um, the other one, uh, audio descriptions through all the cinematics. Um, this is the first time ever done in a, well, what we believe is ever done in a triple a game, um, done professionally. Again, the, the one, the one piece of, sorry, Mikey, the, the one piece of feedback I've heard on that is, um, and this isn't a, a critique in any way, because you're trying, you at that studio are trying to do things that no one's ever done before, but where you've got the transition from what is a full, full blown cutscene into what is a in-game transition, that's the next, that's the next step in what you're trying to do. Um, to get those those audio tra- audio descriptions in that as well, because from what I can't um, say anything. <laughs> I, I know you can't, but the, for the, from what the person who I was listening to was saying is that the Naughty Dog have tried really hard, and no one else is doing this. But this, if they've tried so hard on this, that actually this bit kind of lets it down a little bit. Um, so overall, and this was Laura K. Dale, who I think wrote, does the, does a series called accessibility. Um, yeah, Laura K. Laura Buzz. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say, yes, the biggest, the, one of our biggest critiques is, you know, it's like giving someone candy. They want more, especially when they get to taste it for the first time. Um, and, so, and I uh, think, I think the that, world yeah. would agree that, you know, we wish we could do the entire game. Right. Yeah. Is it is it doing kind of like what subtitles on Netflix is? It's like cool synth wave music starts, crescendo like parentheses crescendos cuts off. Like not, is that is no. that what's happening in the no, subtitles? Not at the, not on the quite. subtitles. No, we don't have closed captions. Okay. God of Ragnarok does have closed captions. That is something that they gotcha. they did differently. That um, is different. Um, so so what were you what were you talking about then because then i misunderstood cinematic cinematic descriptions is where uh basically a person who is low vision or blind um there's a person speaking in the background of the cutscene in between dialogue to explain what is happening in the scene to give context to the player so like an example like if joel looked at his watch and there's no dialogue between that they might say joel looked at his watch um, something like that, just to give more frame of reference of what is happening around the player, especially if someone is low vision or blind. Yeah, particularly, see. particularly if there's poignant things like, like the example that um, Joel looked at his watch. Uh, he has a very pensive look on his face because he was waiting for someone, and they're late. Yeah. So something to give them context that this is a this is a this is a um, this is meant to be an emotional moment, or this is meant to be a moment of tension um, that you wouldn't get if you just had that in subtitles yeah so um and the award goes to god of war ragnarok um (laughs) i love to give it to my uh the game i'm credited on with a bunch of people that are amazing but you know god of ragnarok really did push boundaries in ways that i'm utterly awed and impressed um and i'm really excited for the opportunity to you know try to see what we can do to yeah, because it because it seemed like uh, Ragnarok. Not only did they have accessibility for like hearing impaired, vision impaired, motor impaired, but they also had more accessibility in just how you get to play the game. 
So like, you uh, could... I would I would disagree with your comment there, um, because accessibility okay. is right. for everyone, and every feature could be used by a single individual. Ours are so customizable, just like God or Ragnarok is. Okay. That you could turn on something like a persistent dot to help with motion sickness, or you could turn off blur in a game to make sure that you don't have motion sickness. Nice. Yeah. It's so like each. You know, each... I, it was I was more questioning, like yeah, I was yeah. asking why gave it to God. I, I gave it like, to God or Ragnarok because they there's things like you know choosing the color on your um on objects in high contrast mode you can actually like customize even deeper than um some other games out there um i love the closed captions um i love the way they do high contrast mode which is keeping the lighting um because then it keeps uh realistic lighting in the environment instead of blacking out the environment and there's a specific reason they did that which is their own problems that they had to solve. And I just utterly awed and impressed. I love the incremental change that they did to, you know, have a mid tier um, preset instead of just the full preset or no preset. I love that they offered mid tier. I also love their boot menu. Their boot menu is fantastic. Um, I, I think it's one of the best boot menus I've ever seen. Um, so I think they, they, there's ways that each of these those two games had incremented in accessibility, and I and both should honestly get the award. But I can give one, and I think, you know, for one that has not had almost no accessibility to now having so much accessibility and what they had done, um, I just have to give it to them. It's, it's amazing. Nice. nice. So congratulations, so, so, someone had, Yeah, someone had <laughs> questioned like, did they share notes because they're both Stony Studios? And from what you're saying, it sounds like they probably didn't, but they probably should. No comment. Mitch isn't going to give anything I away. Anything. Um, no so, okay. can I can I give a dishonourable mention to this category? Go ahead. Which is high, which is high on life. And then we'll go to your award. <laughs> um, which is uh, the only way to save yourself from the inane bullshit constant commentary in High on Life. The accessibility feature is to delete the game. <laughs> and on that note, let's go to the McWomble Award round two. So your first nominee was Sony. Well, my dishonorable, my dishonorable mention. mention was to Sony for Jim Ryan jumping on the Strauss Zelnick 2K game bandwagon and increasing the price of games to $70, 70K pans. Um, and also because of how they've been acting in the uh, legal dispute and launching um, uh, challenges to the acquisition of Activision Blizzard King. My runner-up for shittiest game company goes to Activision Blizzard King for constantly trying to um, suppress and repress people's ability to um, take redress against um, poor management, um, poor working practices and poor pay compared to other game jobs in the game industry that is um and just for bobby kotick being a shit and our winner goes to specifically yusuke matsuda the ceo of square enix <laughs> does that even need or... an explanation <laughs> <laughs> Well, for for those people who don't who don't know, um, it was just his letter from this year, <laughs> um, 
that's the one that's thing. That's all so, it took was a letter. Because all it took was one letter to say, yes, we are still going to um, be involved with NFTs. We're still going to push forward with our own version of our own metaverse, which isn't a metaverse if there's going to be multiple metaverses. That's not how it works. Um, and also pushing forward with um, in-game rewards for people working for Square Enix. So if you produce stuff for us, we'll give you free stuff in games. Fuck off. Um, then there was all the stuff about them selling off all the their Western IP that they don't understand. Um, that uh, is it because it doesn't make them any. It didn't make money. Uh, they, uh, it did. It, it made some money. It, yeah, it didn't make all the money that you thought it was going to. Therefore, it's bad. Um, Japanese developers can make Western style games in the same way that uh, Western developers can make Japanese games inspired by Jap Japanese culture. Um, I, I just do not know what Square Enix is doing at all. And the fact that um, Yusuke Matsuda basically doubled down on everything shit that's going on in the games industry at the moment um, makes them McWombles shittiest game company for 2022. Congratulations. Okay. Moving on. This one is this is the one that had nine nominees, and I only had eight slots, so I had to split one slot into two pieces. Um, game that didn't get a fair handshake. Basically, our runner, uh, not a runner-up, but like honorable mentions for the year that was not nominated in other categories, including game of the year. Or it was. You never know. Um, this is going to be the interesting one because I can't wait to see Keith's face on some of these. Uh, first one, Tinykin. Next nominee, Chained Echoes. Horizon Forbidden West. Immortality. Ghost Song. Backbone. The Quarry. Oh, sorry, that's not the category I was thinking for, Keith. It's the next category. Tunic and Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Oh, uh, Burkoff had... Wait, what? Oh, sorry, for most anticipated, Burkoff had Starfield. I can't help but be interested in it. I tried to avoid spoilers in analyst videos, but it crept onto my YouTube feed, and now I know too much of the game. I'm probably going to be entirely too happy to play a broken buggy mess. But Burkoff nominated Chained Echoes. Um, would have won Indie Game of the Year if it hadn't been released earlier. It's a Pixel Pints art, art junkie's West Dream and plays a lot of respects to the inspired that inspired it. Chrono Trigger... Um, but pretty much every Squaresoft RPG in the late 90s. Keith. Okay, so I would have hated it then. Um, I I can't vote for Backbone, as it, despite how much I love that game. Um, so I'm going to go with The Quarry. Because I, I really, I'm a big fan of what um, Supermassive super games do. Mikey. Um, I thought of 
uh, a different nomination that I wish I'd put in. That would have been Norco. Um, I think should have gotten more attention than it did, but forgot about it. There we go. Um, the of these games, uh, I've seen several of these. I kind of would have to say, like, I feel Tunic is like it. It still does get love. Um, that would <laughs> almost be what I'm thinking of. So, I, I, to be honest, I think I have to go um, with the Quarry as well because um, I really don't know much about the other games like Tinykin, Ghost Song, Immortality. I know they've been spoken of, but I haven't delved into what they actually entail. So I can't say whether or not they should. Uh, I'm going to go Horizon Forbidden West. Even though I really didn't like the ending, I did not like the, the story. It's still a really, really solid RPG. Really, really solid one. That I... It got nominated for multiple game of the game of the year awards in various different categories how can you say it didn't get a fair shake mm. yeah i, I don't know i think i think it's kind of like yes it got nominated but it's like a forgotful nomination like it never had I, a shot because i because i was the one who nominated it um i'm going to have to defend that and the re like it did it did get nominated for a lot of things including game of the year um and what I feel like is that Horizon, like it, Horizon did it to itself, or Guerrilla Games did it to itself. Again, releasing next to uh, not only Juggernaut's uh, releases from Living Games, um, but also Juggernaut's like Elden Ring, because even though, because even though um, Elden Ring wasn't known to be as gigantic of a, a hit as it was going to be, it's still a From Software game, and at least in the uh, critic space and the podcast space and stuff like that, people are going to talk about a FromSoft game. And you need to give yourself just a little bit of breathing, or even two weeks longer of a space, I think would have given Horizon a better shot, because a lot of people I know started playing Horizon and then stopped to play Elden Ring. Like, that's that's like case like, in point. Um, uh, yeah, case in case in point, and so that's that's why I. But I that was that's my... that's your that was your choice rather than yes. its ability to get a fair shake from. Fair enough, Rafa. but that was that was my that was my head cannon. No, I give you. Uh, before I give my vote, uh, a few seconds of propaganda. Go play Tinykin. It's a great platformer. It it breaks my heart. Not a lot of people have played this game. This is a love letter to whatever great platformers have been in the past. Like, just go get it. It's so fucking good. It controls so so good. It's it's amazing. Now to my vote. Uh, the only other game I can relay from all these peaks is Horizon, and I think it did get a fair uh, uh, amount of attention. What hurt it is that not everyone finished it, and I can't blame people because it's quite long and it came in a in a very busy um, window of releases. But I want everyone to keep this in mind, keep this game in mind, and when they can, go back to it and finish it because it's worth going through it. Like th there are some really really nice moments, some nice machines to. Uh, defeat like it's it's worth going through it um and uh, sadly there are some 
some new features that are only kept towards the end of the game close to it or past it. I, I would have prefer, preferred I could have unlocked those things much earlier. It's a shame it wasn't the case. But yeah, uh, stick stick with it. Like, pull through and uh, you, you, you won't regret it. Uh, and then I yeah. think we have Liam left, right? Liam, you didn't vote? Yeah, I, I voted for the quarry, so um, I'll... Uh... Vote for Lego Star Wars or Skywalker Saga. Um, it's kind of funny because that game came out and everybody was like, oh, "This is incredible," and then it just sort of disappeared. Nobody talked about it. Uh, I, I think um, Traveler's Tales deserves a lot of credit for really changing up their formula somewhat. You know, because those games were all the same and it was getting really boring. They updated their graphics engine, like like they did all of this stuff that made the game far more interesting and varied. And, and weirdly cinematic. Um, so that really take stepped like an extra in. two years to come out or something like that. Yeah, well, that that's another thing. Uh, something not to be appreciated is is the company had just ridiculous crunch, and you know, like uh, it, it got really bad there. Apparently, a uh, lot lot of people very <laughs> very upset with with uh, working in the games industry. Yeah, that's good. All right, um, time to vote. It is a fantastic game. For the th there's only three, so there's her. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Horizon, The Quarry, Star Wars. Um, I'll go. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'll pick uh, Lego Star Wars. I'm part of the uh, of the uh, the section of people who didn't give it uh, attention, but uh, that's just because I have it quite back in my backlog. So, like, uh, I'll vote for that one. I'll go the quarry. Make Wumble. Sorry. Um, I'm going to go with that you froze again. Um <laughs> Star Wars. Okay. Mikey. Uh I think I am gonna have to go with Star Wars on on this one. Uh because the I have I think of the two like I mean I tend to play Horizon at some point but of uh, the quarry or Star Wars I think I will give Star Wars a shake whereas the quarry I still personally don't think I will give it a shake to play myself like I enjoyed what I saw of it but I probably won't get it so I think I'm gonna have to go to Star Wars and Liam all right well, that means uh, mm -hmm. congratulations to Star Wars for a game that didn't get a fair handshake. Can I just say, even though I voted for that, I fucking hate The Rise of Skywalker. It's one of the worst oh, films. Worst films. Not just, one, not just one of the worst Star Wars films, one of the worst films. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you, 100%. Now it's... Rise of Skywalker did something that I couldn't think anything would, and that was made me think that uh, The Last Jedi was a decent film. <laughs> Last Jedi is a fantastic film. No one can tell me any different. Time to get to Game of the Year because we are running out of time. So, Game of the Year, selected by yours truly, but you all submitted to me your nominees along with a little segments and segments some of you didn't even nominate a game of the year don't know why because i wasn't going to nominate any of them so it was up to you guys to nominate xenoblade chronicles three 
Um, let's see, what was the statement on that one? Uh, do, 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 do. This one did not. Oh, um, as in all X XC games, Xenoblade Chronicles games, the main character is the world. On its own, it's breathtaking, spectacular, astonishing vista galore. In the context of the franchise, it's a series uh, pinnacle in terms of design and storytelling. Best world building and story pacing out of anything I played this year. Next nominee. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Ooh. Do you know who, who nominated this one? That would be Matt. It would be Matt Burkoff. Matt Burkoff said Shredder's Revenge is personally my game of the year for a number of reasons. They did a great job uh, integrating a campaign into a beat-em-up. It plays homage to the cartoons and all the arcade games based on the cartoon. Turtles in Time is obviously an inspiration, but the turtle van vans moving around the map is reminiscent of the first Konami NES game, and there are elements of the first arcade game, which was released as TMNT2 on the NES. It's also like, and I also get to play through it with a friend and had and had it talked to in almost 20 years. That was so much fun. They also fixed the netcode for SOR4. Um, I was on Xbox and he was on Steam and it worked perfectly. Next game, God of War Ragnarok. Now this one was nominated multiple times by multiple people, um, but the one that gave me a statement. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok is a tricky pr position. 2018's God of War was a great game and proud and pound for pound is my game of the last generation. However, it is a huge advantage that Ragnarok could have could never have, the element of surprise. Ragnarok has unbelievable task of following up with uh, with Eric Williams taking the helm, and it felt like the oh. gaming gods were conjured up a series of events that would strike God of War and Sony Santa Monica down. But the gods be damned. God of War Ragnarok is my favorite game of the generation so far, and uh, wish, wish list I be disappointed if this generation ended up with Ragnarok still on top. I believe there are a lot of exciting stuff being cooked and up particularly in creating next gen titles. Um, I have to pay tribute to this uh, follow up. Combat has never been uh, has is better than ever. They address the lack of enemy and boss variety. The story nicely wraps up the Norse saga. Most importantly, it leaves God of War ready and exciting future. Well played, Sony Santa Monica. Well played. Um, there were other the other people listed, but that was the most concise. <laughs> Elden Ring, also nominated by multiple people. Um, I don't know if someone gave me an explo on this one. Did I have yes. to? Yes. It's Sorry, the best thing ever. Sorry, Elden Ring was game of the year for me. The world felt fully realized and breathed in, like everything had purpose. Even when things felt obtuse and... Uh, I don't know what the other word is. It was uh, still it was still something to be discovered. And even through challenging it, it gave you the tools to pass it. And even if you aren't particularly good at such games. Cool. Um, next one. This one was a question whether it could be nominated because it came out last year, but they played it this year. And we've done it where you can nominate it if you played it this year. Inscription. I think... He gave. He did not give me an explanation. 
And finally, uh, it's a talk, it's a talking card game where the cards have feelings and emotions. I really want to play Inscription, but it's not out on um, Xbox. I, I I love the sound of this game, and I can absolutely see why Evan likes it so much. For some some reason, I thought I got an explanation from them. It's like um, Evan doesn't need to give explanations. No, he gave me one. I swear, but I can't find it. But anyways, I, I think he said something like, "Oh, it has two different genres that don't go together, but yet they go together in this game." So, take it as you may. Uh, final nominee: Mario Rabbit Spark of Sparks of Hope. Uh, this one did not come with an explanation either. All right. What are you doing, Sam? So obviously. Um, I unfortunately have to take out three of these games. Well, four. I didn't play Inscription, so it's only down to the two, as we all know. I was actually surprised no one picked Vampire Survivors, um, because that was under my back of my well, consideration. He said it wasn't worthy of Game of the Year. I asked him about it. Um, so okay, so I Liam, I've, sorry, before um, just as Liam said that is um. What Evan has done is put forward a game where Evan likes a, a deck builder. Yes. I think that's worthy of Game of the Year. <laughs> well, I, I because mean, I uh, won Game of the good. Game Awards, I must select our Game of the Year again. Um, so uh, okay. all, all we need Evan to do now is play um, The Witcher Thronebreaker. Yeah, basically. He's taken, he's taken that step forward. He needs to just go out of the door and out into the the wilds. Yeah. Or he can just go. The, back the, blur, the blurb that I only the blurb that I only half finished and didn't send because it's only half finished. But it was that Ragnarok, like that description that you read, was perfect about the game itself, like how it was built. Um, the fourth the fourth wall side of God of War was this was the only game that I played this year that both made me almost cry that made me laugh out loud several times um surprised me multiple times let me stay up till like 4 30 in the morning playing it and feel like i did something versus like destiny where it's like uh I, i'm not that much further than i was before um and most importantly to me it was the game that my kids and my family sat around watching me play the most because any other game they would just like see it and walk away but god of war they stopped they listened they commented on what people said about like mere stories and other things like that said oh my goodness that's that's huge and other things like that and that to me is is why this game is uh my nomination for game of the year before mitch you give your um game of the year award to mm -hmm. the people who i know you're going to give it to um, unless you shock me to my very core, which I very much doubt you will. Um, that's the reason why I didn't put forward a game, because I knew you, I know how much you love the game that you're going to give the Game of the Year award to. Um, and I, I do think it's truly deserving of that title. Um, so between these two games, it was actually very difficult. Um, I played, I've been playing Elden, I'm not done with Elden Ring. I'm probably like halfway through the entire map. And I have spent a, a lot of time in each area like i am i am almost 100 percent most of those areas um and i love souls games 
I do love Bloodborne. I do love Sekiro very, very much. Um, I like the combat a lot in Elden Ring. Um, I think they have add a lot of nuance to the game too. I think this game, yes, is they right? Is it more accessible than it's ever been before? Absolutely. Not up to the standard of 2022, but it's more accessible. Um, my, my issue came with Elden Ring um, was... I'm both games. I'm going to let you know my issues really quick and I'll do it really, really fast. Cause I, we have to get through a whole nother stuff. Um, but my issue with Elden ring was I played for five hours and did not go to the specific location. They didn't point out to you to get progression. And I lost all my points and I could have gained like six levels for how much, how much progression I've gone through in the game because you apparently have to go to a site of grace and there's only two sites of grace you have to target. And if you don't go to them, you don't get the power to progress your stats and to level up. And that's unacceptable. That is a waste of my time as a player. Um, and I was extremely pissed. Like I was so mad. If you, go, if you went to if you went to another site of grace, it would still let you, you know, like save, like as like that's where you come back up, but it wouldn't give you the ability to level up. Correct. You have to hit a okay. specific site of grace. And the game as an open world game, as one that allows you to explore wherever you wanted, I went wherever I wanted. And I spent a lot of time in other places. I apparently wasn't, well, one of the sites of grace, it could happen to, because I had to look this up, because this is how ridiculous this is. It gives you, they said, okay, well, one of them, they point to you as a potential site of grace where they would have the person pop up and give you, uh, give you the ability to boost up your stats, which, by the way, this does not happen in any other Souls game. I've never ran into this issue before. The fact they did this was fucking ridiculous and I think is unacceptable um, and a waste of my time. Um, one of them they did point to because it, they have this light that kind of points in the direction you should go for a story if you want story stuff or a super boss or things like that. But the other side of grace that is the other option that you had to touch was near it, but not pointed at it. And so I completely missed it. And that's why I did not get progression for five hours. So um, God of War, you know, amazing. So many ways, improved everything. All the statements on that are true. And again, I love Elden Ring. I love the bosses. Some of them are fantastic. I've been like, wow, wow. Um, and I will say, uh, Ragnarok did have a lull for me in part of the story. And I think that's what, just what you get. Um, and also I, I, I know why they did it just wasn't my cup of tea and that's fine. Um, but for only the sole reason I could not unlock progression in five hours, I can't give this to Elden Ring. Like if I could have gotten progression, this would be a much harder decision for myself. But the fact that you have to unlock progression is unacceptable in a game in 2022. I don't care if it's, I get that it's like Breath of the Wild with uh, with Souls and I see the inspiration and I do like what they're doing and I am enjoying this game, but that is just unacceptable. That is just not okay. So I cannot give it to um, Elden Ring. So this is going straight up to God of War Ragnarok. Congratulations. Very well done. Yay, well done. I look forward to playing this in two years when I can afford a fucking PlayStation 5 if the price doesn't go up again. I'm sorry, Liam. I, I, did, I, I couldn't. If, if it wasn't that, like, it would have been much closer. Much, much closer. That's fine. 
I don't want to get into it, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll have uh, a discussion next, like the next episode. We'll we'll go over all these and be like, what is our gripes about everything with the awards? I've got issue with Shredder's Revenge. I know, I know. All right, time for the draft. Um, I will go through them very quickly. I got graphics for it too, so it's all set up already. Um, and you probably want to pull them up as well for you guys too, because then you can see what games people voted for. I mean, people picked. Um, round one was Xbox. So uh, ju just before Mitch, you get onto the picks, just to say, because this is me arranging this and I can't do anything simply, um, there are there's going to be a bumper round of games released in 2023. So rounds one through six are platform exclusives or timed exclusives. So the first two rounds are Xbox, the second two rounds so rounds three and four are playstation and rounds five and six are nintendo now on our previous fancy drafts if someone had said that they wanted to keep a pick they would get a whole score keeper picks are gone based on feedback from the last show um the stupid name title game that um rapper always wins is gone <laughs> and um getting Getting double points for having the get one of the games that you selected win Game of the Year at um, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards has also gone. Um, but unlike Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, sports and racing are separate rounds here. All right. Despite it being called Forza Motorsport, uh, the only the only one that we had to share were the Xbox, Nintendo, and uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. So yeah, so I if people pick the same game, I was doing it, and I was like, "Shit, I didn't so realize." If people, yeah, if people pick the same game in the same round, um, they will share points based on a sliding scale of the number of people in the league this year, which is eight. So if uh, two people share the same game, you'll get twenty five percent less. If more people share sliding scale, you'll get fewer and fewer points as more and more people share the same games. But say if um, someone picked Starfield for Xbox in round one and no one else picked Starfield, you get 100% of that. If two people pick Starfield in round two, they would share 85%. I guess you maybe talked about that on the last podcast, which I did not get to listen to. But, uh, I didn't know it was a like graded sharing. Because I based a lot of my picks off of, I thought, like, if it got an 89, 89 points are split 50-50 between the two pick like, <laughs> the two pickers. No, so what I was trying to do, and the reason for this, and I, we do need to move on, but Mrs. McMahon will make my too much if I finish 10 minutes late, um, is I was trying to avoid everyone picking the same games. So I, I wanted people to think tactically about... Do I pick Breath of the Wild as a Nintendo exclusive? Do I pick Redfall? Do I pick Starfield? Which do would someone pick that in the first round or the second round? So what I'm trying to do is not make it um, one, not make it too complicated in the sense that what they do on Idle Game Chat, where you end up with leagues and people need to submit picks, and then you've got trade deadlines and things like that. That's too much admin for me. So I just make you guys do all the hard work, and then I get Excel to do some maths at the end when the scores come out. All right. Round one. This is Xbox exclusives. Mike's Q went with replaced. Liam went with 
the next coalition game or the coalition new game i don't know whether that's meant just their new title or gears or can you clarify whatever they come out with okay just wanted to clear which one it should be a new ip okay Uh, the first one is if they bring out two you only get the first one yeah pretty much (laughs) uh and then michael went with starfield uh this is uh rafa went with starfield um Matt went with Redfall. Dan went with Planet of Lana. Luna. No, Lana. Sorry, Lana. Lana. I don't know why I picked Luna. Okay, this is going to be a recurring theme. Swanland. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Just saying. Um, I picked uh, the, last cur- the last case of Benjamin Fox. Swanland also picked the last case of Benedict Fox. And Erebus Jones picked Stalker 2. That is round one. So the only one that was the same was me and Swanland. Round two. It's been paying too much attention to you winning. I know. Someone's been... You all actually did a... You guys played the game this time. Jesus, I have to actually try harder next year. Um, So, okay. So next one. Mike's Q. This is also Xbox exclusive. Um... Mike's Q did Stalker 2. Liam, Hellblade 2. Rafa, Hellblade 2. <laughs> Matt, The Last Case of Benedict Fox. Dan, Redfall. Myself, replaced. Swanland, replaced. <laughs> and then, uh, Finally, Erebus Jones, the Age of Empire. I couldn't find the actual one. I don't know which one it was, but it's Age of Empires Xbox version. I don't know if it's like the latest version or I couldn't. Yeah, it's Age of Empires, whatever it was that came out on PC uh, last year that's going okay, to get an Xbox release. Okay. Yeah. So it's this one. Okay. Um, oh, Erebus Jones is watching. <laughs> oh, you're going to like this, Erebus Jones. Don't worry. These, these get interesting. Round three. This is Sony. PlayStation exclusives. Um, so round uh, first round of that, Mike's Q, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Liam, Helldivers Two. Uh, Mike, oh Rafa went with Final Fantasy Sixteen. Matt went with Forspoken. Dan. Horizon VR, Call of the Mountain. Myself, Horizon VR, Call of the Mountain. Swanland. Uh, Trisha, or whatever that name is. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Erebus Jones, Fantavision 2020X. Or 20, I had to look at that game up to see if he wasn't taking a piss or not. I know that's what I oh, thought too. I was like, "How much was a was a, an exclusive or at least time ex, time exclusive?" Nice. I'm also looking forward to that game. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so round four, PlayStation exclusive. Mike's Q, Horizon VR, Call of the Mountain. Liam, Silent Hill 2 remake. Mike, my Rafa. Horizon VR Call of the Mountain. Matt. 
Stellar Blade. Dan. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> as soon as Airbus Show says no one brave enough to pick Spider-Man 2, there he goes. That, I don't think that's releasing next year. Myself. Sorry. For Spoken. Swanland. Final Fantasy Rebirth. I don't think that's coming out this year either. Um, or I don't think that one's coming out. Um, My biggest surprise of 2023 will be if Spider-Man 2 releases in 2023. <laughs> Season, uh, seasons, a letter from season, a letter from the future. Erebus went very indie. Yeah, that's uh, that looks that also looks good. Round five. This is Nintendo. Mike's Q originally. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mike's Q originally had, uh, like a dragon, Ishi, um, but had to replace that with Final Fantasy Rebirth. Um, he yep. also, on this pick, he picked, um, shit, what was the title? Um, uh, Octopath 2. Yes, he picked Octopath 2. That is not a Switch exclusive, so you had to change this. Yeah. And unfortunately, this screwed somebody over because they have to share this now. Legend of Zelda. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I was, I, this was the Liam. one I, was, like, I sat for 10 minutes trying to game advanced wars like, like oh will anyone be brave enough to well pick this crazy enough rafa had this all to himself until you picked it sorry rafa he was the Small. only one that selected legend of zelda breath of the wild which the is surprising round, for that first round um can i just say as well mitch um did not know erebus was competing this year so now i really hate myself picking um advances yeah yeah you're gonna live to regret that one i'm gonna tell you now wait until the next yeah. round the next round's my favorite i'm telling you right now and oh. and keith knows what i'm talking about <laughs> the next round's my most fun round um okay matt fire emblem engage dan metal slugs tactics myself fire emblem engage swanland Master Detective Archives, Rain Code. Oh, and Swanland. Yeah. Advanced Wars one and two. <laughs> now this is well my done. now this is my favorite round. Get ready for this. Mike's Q still on, on uh, Nintendo exclusives. Kirby Return of to Dreamland Deluxe Edition. Liam, oh sorry, forgot to do that. Pikmin Four. Matt, or oh, sorry, Michael. I mean, uh, Rafa did uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Matt also did Kirby Deluxe. Dan also did Fire Emblem Engage. I also did Pikmin 4. Swanlin also did Pikmin 4. And Erebus Jones also did Fire Emblem Engage. There was no pick that did not have a match this round. As I was doing the graphics, I was like, I'm sick of playing this game. I guess the reason why no one chose uh, Zelda is because they thought everyone else was going to. Yes. Is that what happened? Yep. And I just—I was oblivious to this fact, and I just picked it anyway. If you literally uh, flipped your rounds, you would have got it to yourself. 
and, and this is why ruin my plans. Yeah, this yeah, is why I'm sorry. such a devious bastard. I love this. Um, because <laughs> I, I get you, I get you guys second guessing yourselves. Oh. oh, that's so good. All right, round seven. This one, uh, can you clarify this is sports round? So, this is the sports game, sports, sports game. game, sports. All right, some of these don't have graphics, so I had to be, I had to be interpretive. So, let's just go for it. So, first game, Mike's Q selected Madden, the next Madden game. Uh, Liam did the next MLB The Show. Uh, Rafa did Skate 4, or known as just Skate right now. Uh, Matt did UFL. Interesting. This one, everyone selected a different title, even though these they, you don't get a match for this one. Like, any ins, like this one had no matches. It was interesting. Oh, well, did Matt select? Sorry. UFL. That's FIFA. Oh, the new, the new the FIFA. New FIFA they lost oh, the rights. Right, right. Right. Yeah, it's going to get used yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, Dan selected Blood Bowl 3. I selected, selected the next PGA Tour game. Uh, Swanlin selected Fitness Boxing, first Fist of the North Star. I almost did. Erebus Jones selected Football Manager. Oops. Oops. He's back. All right. Round eight. This was racing game. This is my. This is another fun one. Are you for this? Mike's Q. Forza Motorsport. Whatever that. The next one that comes out. Liam. Forza Motorsport. Rafa. Forza Motorsport. Matt. <laughs> F1. Dan. Forza Motorsport. Uh, myself. Test Drive Ultimate uh, Unlimited Solar Crown. Swanland. Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Swanland, were you looking at my picks? <laughs> Just saying. Someone's pe- someone's peeking over your shoulder, mate. Seriously, he he I matched with him three out of the five that I matched with people. Jesus Christ. And finally, Airbus Jones Sports and Motorsport. Jesus Christ. Round nine. This uh, this one does not share points, fortunate enough. So you were good. Uh, round yeah, nine. I, this is the what you think will be. Points. Yeah, this one will be what you think is the lowest, uh, lowest credited score. Um, and I think if yeah. I'm correct, so what happens? Go ahead, Nick yeah. Wemmel. So the scoring on this goes worst to first, and then first to worst. So if you pick the lowest reviewed game on open critic you will get the score of the person who gets the highest review score and then that will scale across the game reviews all right so here we go here's for what we think is not going to do well mike's q i don't even know what this game is but are seen are a paradise the tower i did consider this one liam but i did not go with this one skull and bones this one's hilarious. Rafa, this one for me would have won like title of the year again. I am Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh Matt. Horse Shelter 22. Dan. Disney Speedstorm. Myself. Bayonetta Origins. Cereza and the Lost Demon. Swanland, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, and my, uh, Erebus Jones 
A nice jab to McWomble. I appreciate this one. Star Wars Hunters. <laughs> it's just being mean now. Yeah. You, you, lot, you lot are just mean. Um, there's, there's a risk. There's a risk here that, well, Avatar doesn't come out and I am Jesus Christ doesn't get enough reviews to get an open Christmas. No, I think I think this was my train of thought. I wanted to pick something that sounds really bad, but also received a lot of attention because there were a ton of previews. So I think there will be a ton of reviews when it comes out for for the fun of it. And it will ultimately get like really low scores because I, I've I've seen it. I've seen gameplay of it. It's it's abysmal. Yeah, he froze, but yeah, um, I I agree with you. I, when I was doing the yeah. getting the graphics for this, I saw a lot of preview videos, so I was like, okay, this will make it. All right, final I, one. I would be more concerned about Horse Shelter twenty. Yeah, I'm 22. worried about that one for Matt. Yeah, that one's not going to get good attempt. We got Mick Womble back, but final round. Here we go, because um, we're almost right on the money. This is pretty close. So the the scoring for the final round is so if you get nominated for. A award at Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards, um, you get as many times the points as as many nominations as you get. Mm -hmm. Then if that game wins, you get that score multiplier again. So if someone selects Starfield, which no one did, um, spoilers. Yeah, sorry, uh, no one's picked Starfield, surprisingly. Um, so if Starfield gets nominated for, say, five awards, you'd get five times their review score. And if it won three, you'd get eight times their review score. So this round can fundamentally change absolutely everything, except Mitch. You'll see. Really? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> yeah, we all, uh, you know, somewhere. All right, Mike's Q went with Final Fantasy 16. Liam also went with Final Fantasy 16. Rafa went with Hellblade 2. I don't even think that's coming out. Uh, Matt went with a, a sleeper pick, uh, unless we're all sleeping on it. Are we sleeping on this one, Keith? I don't think so. Assassin's Creed Mirage. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I think he was. Yeah. Just, I think he was just trying to go for I'm some really extra points. Again, but I don't think we'll do that well. Yeah, I think he's just going for extra <laughs> points to like not win it, but like get some points from not. But I, I whatever. Dan, Legend of Zelda. Myself, Legend of Zelda. Swanland, Legend of Zelda. Erebus Jones, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it. So in, so in my attempt to stop people from picking the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, <laughs> most people picked Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> well, this was my thought for this: is that. If Hellblade 2 doesn't release next year, huge mess up for Microsoft, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't expect I expect it, I expect it 2024. Yeah. Early 2024. Yeah. I, I, also, I also thought that if this was to release the next year, it wouldn't it's it's not game of the year material because I don't I don't see a scenario in this uh, in which this would win because there are other better contenders but as usual there's always this secondary game of the year which in fact wins a lot of uh, categories and I think if this whenever this releases it will be like this 
technical darling that everyone loves and adores for the animations, best, for the best art, story, for best the best game direction, best yeah, best all, all that stuff. So I, I that, see that happening. Yeah. That was my thought. I because I thought like, okay, it's very easy probability that Tears of the Kingdom could win like Game of the Year, but I think Final Fantasy 16 has a better shot at like uh, best RPG, best music. Like those, yeah, best narrative. Like, because I don't think Tears of the Kingdom will win best narrative or best RPG. Like, I don't think it will be nominated for those. But that's that's what I thought that sixteen would have more categories possible to win. But then, unfortunately, but but unfortunately, you didn't play the game because the game is if it wins Game of the Year, it multiplies it by four molds, so it doesn't even matter how many times it gets like actually nominated in oh, it just has to be it just has to be but but here's the I issue still here's, didn't, I still didn't think I still didn't think Tears of the Kingdom would ultimately take game of the year that's, that's but here's all. the here's like, the, here's the other thing of course if that doesn't have to win game of the year it doesn't have to win the other categories it just has to be nominated in the other categories I know, I know. to count so like Tears of the Kingdom's going to get nominated everywhere music yeah definitely narrative probably cuz it does no matter what <laughs> even though it has no narrative <laughs> Uh, I, I made my choice. I made just, my choice. It's rough. It's rough. But yeah, it's a. This uh, one is. I, I think. I think Tears um, of the Kingdom is going to be held back a lot by what it can do on the limited hardware it has. I'm nervous about that too, compared Liam, to a but... game like Final Fantasy, which has all of this new hardware. Yeah, but I'm sorry, but Liam. Maybe the reason why it's taking so long. I want a more powerful console. You know, I, 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 I feel you. I get you, but you know what you're going against. It's called Zelda. It, they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 not, I'm not an absolute stupid idiot. Just, I, I think this is the re- the reason why it's taking so long to to release because they like I I, I don't know I, I don't think they are going to add even more things on top of what they already have because the 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 handheld is already struggling. So I think I think lower your expectations unless there's a new system coming. Yeah. Doubt it. You know. Delay to fall. Uh, I, I reply to uh, Dave in chat. Delay to fall, launching alongside uh, new hardware. <laughs> not happening. I don't know. Phone, uh, it would be so hard to get the game to run online. Yeah, temp- temper your uh, expectations. Eight-year-old mobile chip. I mean, Zelda's yeah. always been held back by hardware, and yet it always wins Game of the Year. Just saying. Um, I, this is this is a terrible thing for say, but. I, I really want Matt to do well. Are we gonna Are we gonna do a really quick of our placements and get extra points? No. Okay. I, I can't remember all off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I didn't come up with a yeah. graphic, unfortunately, to put everyone's games on the list. But unfortunately, I've got a, I've got a spreadsheet, but it looks tatty. Yeah. Unfortunately, like fortunate enough, we had eight people, so it filled all eight boxes. So I didn't have to like try to figure it out from there. So that was nice. But yes. Um, so just just to just to reassure uh, Mikey and uh, Michael, um, so eighty five percent of ninety nine is eighty four point one five. So that's a lock in for you guys for um, your second round of Nintendo picks, because <laughs> that's there's no way that game is getting less than a ninety nine review score. Yeah, if it gets less yeah. than a ninety nine, then there's going to be hell to play. Yeah. At least the only ones I shared were uh, ones that are probably going to do pretty well. I think I only shared two. I think I shared Tears of the Kingdom and Horizon the VR. I shared five games. (laughs) 
You all picked my games. <laughs> uh, and and three of them go to Swanland, so I should have not included. We should have not included Swanland this year yet, <laughs> so I could have three games instead of oh Jesus. I just, I just want um, the other the other thing I want to happen is I want Erebus Jones to win again this year, so that he can recurse Mitch with the Bethesda curse. Um, for when um, Starfield actually comes out I'm in 2024. I picked my most anticipated game of the year for the next uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 hours. hours. 15 hours. Well, what is it? even less here. Well, I mean, I don't know if it counts on UK time. I don't know if my punishment's UK time or is it American time? It's, it's got to, it, well, it's, it, you were punished by, from the UK, so it's l at least got to last for, I don't know, another century. Well, what's the time between seven to, uh, 1777 and now? Uh, we can can we make a Bethesda curse last that long? <laughs> then all curses must last. Um, but yeah, I think well, why, uh, I think why next... why are you thinking too small? Like uh, Bethesda is now part of Microsoft Corporation. Just make it the Microsoft curse. Well, <laughs> I, I did I did think that if if certain people have. had won, you should have done it. I did think if certain people had won, I was going to end up with um, having to despise Xbox Game Pass for the next year. Well, they didn't give you a, a they didn't give you an option to re-up, so they they're already on your S, your S list. Yeah, right? the uh, the other the other thing I should say as well is why don't I enter these things that I I arrange? Is because the picks come to me, so I don't want to, there to be any sense that. Um, I'm somehow fudging it if I were to win at any point. Yeah, I'll talk to you later, but next year I might consider being the host just because of, of my job. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only way to do the only way to do it is uh, is you write down your like write down your picks on paper and like mail it to someone and then they have their picks they're like, oh you would Changed it. Well, nah. take a photograph. Take a photograph of it next to a, a dated newspaper, like it's a ransom note. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, next year I was going to say maybe I should be the one hosting, so you can play this time around sure. just for certain reasons. But uh, Liam, I already know we do have to have a, a an episode of discussion of Elden Ring. It will happen, I promise, because I do want to talk about that game. Because again, I'm thoroughly enjoying the game. It's just that whole snuffle in the beginning is. Yeah, I'll tr I'll try and play I'll try and play more of it um, before then and try and be on that that one. The 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 biggest problem and it's it was my glib disappointment of 2022 was that I ended up falling into the hole of Destiny 2 Witch Queen because it launched the same day as Elden Ring, and so I played a butt ton of um, Destiny instead of playing Elden Ring, and part of that was just because. I could work in more playtime for Destiny and Elden Ring. I wanted like at least a three-hour block of time to play because that's how I like to play Souls games, and I just wasn't getting that with these uh, these new kids. But yeah, that's where that's that's going to be my uh, first game of 2023. We'll also do a God War discussion, but also I think um, I think there will be uh, I think my, uh, Berkoff brought up an interesting discussion point about sony first party titles so that will be i think that would be oh. a fun discussion to do 
But anyway, All right, I'll, I'll I'll save my uh, response to that for that episode. Yeah. So there's yeah, plenty of there's plenty of material with our game of the year awards. But um, thanks for watching. Like wait wait hold on hold on. Does he have an axe? Did he make a Kratos axe or a hammer? Oh. No 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 no. no. Congratulations, God of War Ragnarok. You get the. <laughs> we still have it. Uh, yeah, of course, because we never found a place to, to send it. I'm like, I'm not throwing away this ridiculous heavy object. If you literally <laughs> ship it to me, I would go give it to Sony Santa Monica. <laughs> uh, I might do that. I might do that to you. I mean, I don't know if they'll take it, but you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get some like emblazoned like Ragnarok on here. You've won our. I mean, you. That's really. We should. There's a trophy for for the fantasy league that we do and just pass it on to each of us. <laughs> imagine how expensive it is if everyone wins. Imagine how expensive it is. Ship. <laughs> well, there was there was the yeah. there was the sifted NFL fantasy football league that I won. One I won the first year, and I really didn't want Evan to win the second year. Because <laughs> oh, I yeah. didn't want to ship the I didn't want to ship Dan's trophy to yeah. Japan uh mike do me a favor take a really nice picture of that because i think um i think just for kicks we might on twitter just like you know let the game know they won game of the year and show them their nice prize and see if they want to take it because i think we i think we tweeted at the uh at a yeah we did and they did not respond but maybe sony santa yeah. monica might who knows but maybe all right but yeah take a nice yeah, picture post, it in, of it. post it in the discord and we'll take care of it but Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the awards. Have a happy new year, guys. Happy, happy new year. And we'll see you in 2023. Uh, Mitch, uh, Erebus Jones said you were, you were cursed in the UK. So in, a, in um, just over six hours' time, the Bethesda curse is gone. in the